Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. What a mighty God we serve. Oh my goodness gracious. But you know something? We have, as far as I'm concerned, two of the finest leaders, pastors that you could ever ask for in our church. He gives me honor, and I'm grateful for that. But you know something? Our church wouldn't be where it is without that team of people. And you know something? We need to pray for them now. Amen? I would like them to just come here, and I would like us just to pray for them. Lift them up. Pastors go through things you never dreamed of. This church is probably better than the average by far. But look at all the personalities. You think of who you deal with as personalities. Pastors to deal with all the personalities. These two pastors do. They do an excellent job. I watch them. I watch them with keen eyes, and I see what they do. And he knows I'm watching. I watch him to protect him, to protect this family, because I don't want harm to come to them. Because if harm comes to them, you know where this church goes? Not up. It goes down. We have to protect our leaders. If we aren't praying for them, we're at fault. Amen? So let's lift them up. And if you feel led, you want to lay hands on them, let's do it. This is the most important thing I'm going to do tonight, is what I'm going to do right here. Let's pray for our pastors and their families to protect them, that Satan doesn't get one little iota, that the burden of this building program and the burden of people don't weigh them down, that we can move forward with power and the authority God has given us to change this community in this state and our country. The greatest revival that's ever hit this country has been set in place right here in Wasilla, Alaska, and it's going to spread beyond this nation. It's going to affect America from Alaska. That's reality. Let's pray for them. Father, pour out your spirit beyond understanding, Father. Anoint them with fire and power. Deep within them, Father. Change them beyond understanding. Deep within them, Father. Plant your seeds of glory. Raise them to a double portion level, Father God. Touch his mind and his heart beyond understanding, Father. Both of them, Father, and their children put a hedge of protection about them. Anoint them beyond understanding, Father. Open up doors beyond their understanding. Take the burden off of their hearts and their minds for this building program, Lord. You take it over, Father. Bring it into fruition now with grace, 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 Father. Let it be so, Father. We thank you for it. We thank you for every dollar we need, Father, to lift this burden, Father, to bring this into completion now in Jesus' name. Now pour out your glory with power now in Jesus' name. all I got to say. Whoa. (laughs) 
2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Wow, these lights are bright. I say that every time I come up here. and It's like, wow, these lights are bright. <laughs> we walk in the flesh. We do not war after the whip of flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not cardinal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and brings into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What a powerful scripture. You may be seated. And I want to say something to my wife. Um, I want to thank, and this is, this is really important to me that I do this publicly, to honor her and what God has done in the 52 years of marriage. And I was asking my son-in-law over here, my eldest daughter and my son, Paul, how many years is it going to be? You guys have been married 30 years. That's my oldest daughter. You know, um, but Lori... I want to thank you for putting up for over five decades, five decades of character formation, which is me forming my character. You understand that, man? It's Father's Day. We know where part of our character comes. If you've been married for 50 years, you know part of it came from your wife. There's no way around it. Within me, four, I'm going to read what I wrote here because I'll have a hard time if I don't. For raising our four children as your highest priority in living an unshakable life through some of the most horrific storms. Anyone who could go through what we've gone through and keep the faith you have and walk the walk you've walked and help me stay strong is uh, showing me great honor. And truly, you are a Proverbs 31 woman, Lori. You truly are. She also managed uh, Dinelli Windows and Doors, the company that we've owned for many years, 20 years or better. And she's totally managed that on her own and uh, done a horrendous job. Proverbs 31 woman, without a doubt. young people over there, they're young to me, will honestly tell you that she is really the one who is a matriarch in many ways in our family because I've always been off traveling, doing things, and always had two companies that I've ran and managed and preached all over the world. And uh, she's always taken care of the home front, and she homeschooled our children for 20-some years. And... Uh, I remember my daughter, Wendy, calling home one day and telling, do not tell mom this, but homeschool is tough. College is a breeze. But don't tell mom, she will slack up on the rest of them. <laughs> you did say that, Wendy. <laughs> and uh, I thought, wow, that's really good. But you know, as a mom or a woman, sometimes they don't think they do a good enough job. There's always that part when it comes to teaching, but I'm gonna tell you something. It's integrity 
is the one thing you can teach your children and grandchildren. And I'm believing that the integrity that my wife and I have planted within our children, and them are our children. Some people call them son-in-laws, whatever. They're not my son-in-laws. Those men over there are my sons. The day they came into my family, Lori and I, they became our sons. It's a lot different. Son-in-laws, they're like over here someplace. That's not so. When they're part of your family and your grandchildren, they're your sons. Come on, people. You know, they're family. And they know that. I hope they know that. <laughs> I mean, Grandma and I are sure try to show them they are. <laughs> I let them shoot my guns, and some of those guns are, I'm pretty proud of those guns, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the first holiday we've spent where we didn't take the guns out and shoot them. It's tradition. Not too late. That's right. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> These grandkids, every time there's a holiday, Easter, any of them, we have to take the guns out and shoot them. And we also, like it's Easter, we do an honor. We actually do a 21-gun salute, blow the so far. We do the whole ordeal. We do that to honor God and then any certain thing that goes on, um, we try to show it as honor, and then I give a bunch of shells to do target practicing, but that's fine. The neighbors, uh, John Paylet, he calls me up and says, you, go, you guys are celebrating again, aren't you? Says, yep. <laughs> you guys all know John Paylet, he goes to church here. He always calls you target practice. You have a celebration today, anyone? Yep, we're celebrating. Anyway, integrity is something that that doesn't come easily. You pay a price for integrity. That means you're gonna have to give up the world and everything that's about the world. The world is what draws integrity away. The world and the business world, this, I've been in the business world for over 50 years. I've had two businesses. And in the business world, 50% of the business world doesn't think lying is anything wrong with it. That's the business world in America. Think about that. Do you know that 40% of churchgoers don't think there's anything wrong with cheating on your mate? The church world. That's why divorce rate in the church world is 63%. Not in this church. Why is that? Why is that? Think about that. What's the word that's preached here? The truth. The truth sets us free. So what has set us free but the truth? It's the word of God that has set people free, which builds integrity within us. Pastor Daniel is preaching to us and building integrity in our lives so that we will leave a legacy to our children and grandchildren. That's what it's all about. That's a fact of life. That's what the preaching should be based on, too, that we're building the house of God with character, with truth, with wisdom and knowledge in the characters of God, in his principles of truth, because the truth is what's going to set you free. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. So that truth is preached. It goes forth. Signs and wonders follows it because you're set free, and the curses are bound off of your life, whether it be alcohol, smoking, drugs, whatever it is. That's what it's all about, integrity of God which is taught, comes through his word. The word is what changes us. It washes us clean. It changes who we are and what we are. What a powerful thing. God gave us this so as a guideline for our loves to walk in truth. There goes my daughter flying around. 
She's in heaven flying around, but... <laughs> there were cards with my daughter that we lost less than a year ago. My daughter, Annie. Um, tremendous girl. A young woman with such integrity. You have no idea. She had integrity beyond any father's desire for a girl. Both my daughters are that way. But my one daughter passed with the Lord and uh, there's no doubt in my mind, she's, she's got something she's doing up there that's really good. I know my daughter Annie, there's no doubt in my mind about her. She's just who she was. You know, she loved the Lord with all of her heart. And uh, God knows we miss her. I'd have to say, Lori said one thing to me when we were getting in the car today. And she says, to be coming to church this morning, she says to me, uh, this is your first Father Day without your daughter, and I thought, oh my God. You know, so that's something you deal with. That's not a bad thing. Carrie's in a great place, people. Don't ever get me wrong. She's in a place that can't change things. I don't have all the answers, but I know God's word is truth. No matter what anybody says, that will never be removed from me. In the 50-some years I've been serving God, that will never change, ever, ever. His word is truth. My situations, what I go through in life, that's mine. That's not God's truth. I can't base my experiences and my understanding on what I think. I have to base it on the principles and truth of God's word and his understanding who we are. We're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It says the things that I have done and greater things shall you do. Well, if that's the case, that's who we are. God has made a way for us to walk in that truth. What a powerful thing. He says, the works that I have done, you shall do in even greater works. And I look at that, and I look at that, and I've questioned myself sometimes. I have seen miracles beyond your understanding. I've seen blind eyes open. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen people get limbs that didn't have limbs right before my eyes. I have seen things that will blow your mind. People without disc in their back receive disc. Why? Because his word is truth no matter what happens. His word is still truth. The thing that hinders us more than anything is integrity. Even when we come before God's throne for healing or anything, what is our integrity? Where do we stand on? Do we stand on this truth or do we keep coming back and begging God for something he's already accomplished? If God has accomplished it on this cross, it says by his stripes, they beat him so unrecognizable, they could not recognize that he was even a man. I seen a picture of that in the Louvre 55 years ago. I dropped on my face and wept. One picture that was taken out of a catacombs underneath. And they took that thing, it was huge. And I seen that piece of flesh hanging there, beaten, unrecognized. You could not tell it was a human being. Television doesn't do nothing for it. You have no idea. He never cried out once. Not one thing. All he ever said was, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's the only thing. And then he cried out to the Father. Where are you, Father? How have you forsaken me? Why did he do that? Because he took our sins upon him. That's when he took them upon. And the Father could not look upon the Son because of what he just did. He carried the burden for every one of our sins. And at that point, the father could not look upon his son because he was carrying the sins of all of us. 
That's what he took place there. That's what broke Jesus' heart at that point. It literally, he died. And at that point, victory came. That's where our victory comes. And he says, the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within you. Think about that, people. You want revival? Oh, my goodness gracious, that's the most revival you ever have. It doesn't say little kid, you don't have that. It says children, women, men, whoever you are, that spirit dwells in you the day you get filled with the Holy Ghost and receive my spirit. You are filled with the power from on high to do the works I've called you to do. Change this community and world. We've got the power to change about Wasilla now. And it ain't going to happen sitting in the church. You've got to go out them doors, and you've got to lay hands on the sick. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? The worst you can do is nothing happens. But you know something? You might be surprised. I've been at First National Bank one day. Guy comes in, and I was not quiet. I prayed for that man. He was, started screaming. He was instantly healed. Instantly healed, making all kinds of noise. I'm on an airplane flying from Anchorage, Alaska. This happened many years. This is crazy. I'm coming. I left my wife behind me. I'm building the city church in Anchorage. I flew up here. I left them down in Washington. I flew up here. And I'm sitting in this airplane, and I'm leaning against the window. It's a red-eye flight back to Alaska, our famous flight. And I'm there, and I'm sitting there praying in tongues, trying to relax. You know, my family leaving them behind and praying in tongues, and this guy next to me starts growling. And the more I pray in tongues, the louder he growls. I've shared this with Pastor once, not too long ago, actually. And, and, and I'm looking over in my corner, and I says, oh, my God. Lord, I told you I wanted to rest. <laughs> and so I, I go back and whisper really quiet, praying in tongues. You look at him, he's growling louder and louder and louder. Finally, I got angry. I did. I got angry. That's it. I've had it. In the name of Jesus, I cast you foul spirit out of this man. Now go in Jesus' name. He screams and just sits over backwards, and the people are all listening. This is not quiet, people. Uh, not at all. I got an audience. <laughs> and he turns around. This guy, all the whole flight, he gets saved. He gets filled with the Holy Ghost. I turned around. And his, I think his wife got saved and some other people got saved. And I bought a piece of land with, with him together out of Point McKenzie. This is, I'm serious. This guy delivered an airplane. I bought a piece of land from him with him together. We still own it today. Uh, you don't know people. But you've got to change how you look at things. But integrity, that means the integrity of God has to swell up in you and don't care what the world thinks. The world's a liar. Look at it. Look at it. Look at the lying. We listen to stupid news media. Who in the world wants to listen to lying news media? Our president we have today has proven, if nothing else, he has proven the news media is full of lies. It's a fact of life. If nothing else has happened, he's showing us the lies of the news media. I am not filling my mind and my heart with that kind of garbage. Forget it. I'm going to fill my mind with, if nothing else, I go and listen to him. 
Pastor Daniel. That's him. I do. We'll turn it on, Lori and I. Someday we listen to the kids' church. We love the kids' church. I'm sorry, we do. Part of the reason we love the kids' church is because we know the people in the kids' church, and it makes us laugh. We do watch them. I'm sorry. Lori and I sit there, and we watch the kids' church. Hey, do it sometimes. You might enjoy it. It's a great message. I hate to tell you that. It's really a great message. It's geared to five-year-olds, so guess what? A 75-year-old people can really enjoy it, man. It's like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> but we serve an awesome, awesome God. And if we, don't, if, we don't, if we don't start building the character that God wants to walk in, and these principles are so important, to build a legacy that will last for the next umpteen generations. I'm not planning something for now. I'm planning for generations and generations and generations. That's what it's all about. That only is going to come with integrity. It can't come no other way. The Ten Commandments is part of integrity. It will not happen unless you take steps in your life to your marriage. Become strong in your marriage. Start speaking life into your marriage. Death and life's in the power of the tongue. Start speaking life into your children. Don't curse your children. Don't speak down on them. You're a terrible person, rebellious teens, terrible twos. Where does the Bible say that? It doesn't. Start prophesying over your children, rising them up in the principles and truth of God's word, and you will change your household. You will change your church. You will come to this church expecting. Don't come to church here without expecting God to move in signs and wonders. You have to come doing that, and you will see them. You have to change your whole principle of thinking. Don't come to church to receive. Oh, Pastor Daniel preached a great message. What did you come bringing? You carry the anointing of God. You carry the principles of truth. You carry the same power and the anointing he does. God's not a respecter of person. The only thing that hinders you is you. Fact of life. We need to change the way we think. We need to change the way we speak. Start speaking life into the service before you even get here. Start expecting signs and wonders. You will start seeing them. You have to come with that thought and that pattern in your mindset, otherwise nothing changes. We just have church. We go forth home, we wonder what happened. I'll tell you what happened. You didn't come to church with the right thinking. You have to change your thinking. If we're gonna change this community, we have to come to this community, come together, come together sharing what truth's going on in your life, what God's doing in your life. Come expecting miracles, come and seeing miracles, come and see the hand of God fall upon your lives. A revival will sweep through this place, sweep this country beyond understanding. It will never be the same. Because God has a heart for it. He's already mandated it. He gave you everything to mandate that, to go forward. Nothing needs to take place. We're all begging God for have a revival. We have revival. It's here. It's in me. He placed it there. I have the power to shake this world. I have the power to change lives. It's a fact of life. Just look, two or more gather my name, whatever we agree upon, whatever we speak upon, it shall be done. If we do not what? Doubt it. That's the only thing that's going to hinder us is our own mindset. You come to church expecting signs and wonders. Two of you get together, your husband and wife, you come expecting. Guess what he thinks is going to happen? If it don't happen for nobody else, it's going to happen for you. Why? Because you set your mindset to doing it. 
death and life's in the power of the tongue. Plant your mindset on the principles and truths of God's word and it will return none unto you void. It will come forth and do what it's called to do and it will change your home, it will change your marriages, it will change this community, it will change our pastor to be even more anointed than what he is. That's what it's all about. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Corvus 19 go back to hell where Satan sent it from. Because it's totally from the pit of hell. I preached a sermon many years ago about this. Shh. Napoleon said this about China. Don't wake her up. She's a sleeping giant. Napoleon said that about China. I'm telling you this about the church. Don't wake her up. She's a sleeping giant. I'm telling you, church, wake up. You're a giant. Let's move mountains for the kingdom of God. Let's change this city for God. Let's get it done now in Jesus' name. Leave this building. Lay hands on your neighbors. Pray hands on your neighbors, your neighbors, your neighbors, your neighbors. The alcoholic, the drunk. Don't speak all that guy's nothing but a drunk native. He is. I'll agree with that. Pray for him and watch what happens to him. The drug center my wife and I started back in the early 70s ended up by the federal government being the highest cure rate in the world. 98% were, re were healed. Not always a drug addict. They were delivered scot-free, delivered 100%. Non-alcoholic, non-nothing. Why? Because of God's principle, God's truth, his word is truth. The power of God would set them free. The power of God would change them. The truth, the principles in this word would set a course for their lives and change it. And they never return the same. Before we deliver these young men, we would spend three days and three nights praying over them in tongues and speaking certain scriptures over them that are deliverance psalms and, and words that speak life. And after three days, we'd cast that demon out. What happened to their lives was they were planted full of God's word, which was overtake the demons that were, they were planted in their lives. And at that point, when they were set out free, their house was already started being filled with truth. So it lasted. But if we started out, we did it quickly. And we realized they went right back to where they were. And it actually got worse. So when we planted the truth within them and set those seeds... You, why don't you start praying and fasting over somebody and praying in tongues for three days and three nights and see how long you last? Are their lives worth it? Is this community worth it? Is your neighbor's life worth being saved? I'll guarantee you. You spend three days and three nights praying over your neighbor, I'll guarantee you that boy will change. Oh my gosh. The prayers of a righteous man availeth what? How much? Think about that. Your prayers have power. Now take two or more gathered together and agree in my name. What happens now? It's a done deal. You've just sealed it. You want to change this community? Start praying for one another. Start praying for the lost. You have to set your minds to doing it. Start realizing who you are in Christ Jesus. Rise up with a standard that you never knew you had within you. Stop letting Satan drive you down. Stop letting Satan whisper in your ear, oh, you don't do that. You might, he might think this, this might happen. That's all lies. 
Let me tell you right now, them are all lies from the devil. Do not buy those lies because they're truly lies. God's word and truth is much greater. I will guarantee it will have effect. Every person that says the name of Jesus Christ affects their brain, affects their mind. I don't care what it is. You just get them to say the word that I love Jesus or I ask Jesus in my heart. It will affect them. There's no way it can't. There's so much power in that name. Yes, you may not see any fruit at that point in time, but I'll guarantee you just planted some seeds, people. It will change their lives. I've seen too much of it. You know, God, I'm a farm boy. I was born and raised a farm. I had 10 brothers and sisters, five foster children. That's back in the days they weren't foster children. The sheriff would just call up on my father. He would just take them on. Because the sheriff and the judge and my dad were high school buddies, and they were very close. So they just call up my dad. That was the court system back then. They call up my dad. Dad, we got another boy for you to take out on the farm. Uh, he's a good boy. I think he'll do just fine out there on the farm. So we'd take him out there, and he worked against us with our seven boys. We had to give them the easiest job because they were city boys. They couldn't throw 100-pound bales of hay over their heads. That's what we had to do, guys. That's the old days. They didn't have automatic stuff. I mean, it was we were the automatic stuff. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, when I wrestled for the Army, then muscles came in hand because those old city kids, I'd grab a hold of their hands and just kind of give them a squeeze, and I squeezed on both of their hands. Guess what? They couldn't get away. Milking all those cows, 100 cows three times a day, I had so much strength in my hands that I... They would try to pull away, and if you know anything about wrestling, as soon as they pull backwards, guess what? They're done. Because <laughs> they just set themselves off balance. God's a lot like that. He's a lot like that. Just think about that. <laughs> Don't pull back. Go straight in. Squeeze on. Hang on to God. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, he will never leave or forsake you. He will be right there with you, no matter what your times of trouble is. Lori and I would not, and my son-in-law, and my grandchildren, my sons, we couldn't have gone through what we've gone through without God. There's no way. There's no way in God's green earth could any man or family and keep the right man not become an alcoholic, a drug addict, or something without God. But because the principles and truth of God were so planted in my grandchildren's heart by these young men and women of God that raised these grandchildren, they would not have been gone through what they've gone through. These young people are graduating, they're going through school, not just going through school and dealing what they had to deal with people. Think about this, this is integrity taught to these grandchildren through their parents and through their grandparents. Not just students, but top students. They're graduating the top students. When most people in the world, they would have fallen apart and become drug addicts and alcoholics, not these kids. Because you know why? They know the truth. And they know the truth. They know where their mother is. They know their mother's in a great place. There's no if she is, she is. And I'm going to tell you a little story what happened. This is probably one of the things that set me, that gave me more peace of mind than anything. And I don't even know if I should say it, but I'm going to. My daughter... And uh, all my grandchildren were prophesied over by a really dear friend of ours, Dave Wagner, tremendous man of God, tremendous friend. And he just happens to be a multimillionaire too, but he's a tremendous friend. and He's, he's really a great man of God. You have no idea. Prophetic 
That man is so prophetic, you have no understanding, people. He is working on the cure for, not working on it, he has the cure for Alzheimer's. He got it through words of knowledge and prophecy. Witty inventions. Your pastor praised all. Why don't we grab a hold of some of this stuff? Amen. Claim it. I want that. I want that. I want to do that. We're not done either. That's, that's just the beginning of it. But this young man, he's younger than I am. He's young to me. I think he's 60 maybe, 57, 60. I don't know what Dave is. We're really good friends. <laughs> he prophesied over my daughter that night two years ago, maybe three, when I had my 50th wedding anniversary. And he said, I don't understand this, but you're looking far away at a distance. And I have it recorded, actually. He says, I, I don't understand this, but you're so, you're so proud of your children and your husband, of who they are and where they're going and what they're doing. That was a prophecy given. He said, I don't know why, but you're at a far distance. Nobody knew. Talk about prophecy. Do you know what that does to me as a father or to Matt or these grandchildren of mine? How that speaks about God forewarning what's coming and we never knew it. We never knew it. But you know something? We know where our daughter is. Without a doubt, we know she's watching. There's no if she is. She's watching. And I'm proud of my grandchildren over here and Andrew going to college and Rosemary of the two kids of my daughter and, and Caleb. These kids, I'm proud of them as a grandfather. They're strong children, and I'm proud of my other grandchildren too. But to go back to school and become honor students is amazing. It's amazing. That's integrity. And I got a call for my two grandsons from people that wanted to hire them, and they asked me one word, this is a while ago, that would fit the character of these two grandsons. And I thought, and I thought, and I prayed, and I said, there's one word that fits. And I also said that about you, Matt. When you were asked for a job, they asked one word. And I said, integrity. That was the one word I could place on my family that was true. It was true integrity. That will leave a legacy that will last for generations. Isn't that amazing? So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for all that. Pastor, I'd like you to take over. Would you mind? <laughs> I've got a lot more, but I just... Come and lift your hands to heaven, won't you? The Apostle Paul said that he wrote to the church in Rome and said, I, I long to come to impart a gift to you. I believe in impartation. I've said to you many times before that there's things that have happened to me at altars and times of prayer that never could have happened any other way. In Deuteronomy, Joshua, it is said of Joshua that Moses laid his hands on him, that Joshua was full of wisdom because Moses laid his hands on him. So to break that down, 
Joshua had wisdom because Moses laid his hands on him. There would have been no wisdom had there been no impartation from Moses. I want you to lift your hands all across this place. I want you to receive fresh hope and strength. Wally, you know, watching your life, hearing your stories, it's like a book. Somebody's going to write a I prophesy. It's a book that's to be written, probably by one of your grandkids. A book that's to be written about you and your wife and the hand of God upon you. And as you moved into the call of God, and as you were apprehended by my spirit, the Lord brought forth a generous heart that was above offense. Many times you could have turned. Many times you had good reason to throw in the towel, towel or to get a hard heart, but you, you didn't. You didn't get hard-hearted. You got softer and more tender, you and your wife. The fruit that is before the throne and your efforts and your life that you've lived and you're not done yet, still a young man. Come on. Joshua and Caleb were 80. You're like just in your early 70s got a lot of work to do but the fruit that's before the throne even now is beyond anything you can imagine I see I see thousands upon thousands of lives that were changed and people were healed because you said yes and your yes has been beautiful to the Lord and has impacted this house and has impacted me Spirit, these words that have been spoken, your word is going forth sharper than any two-edged sword. Your word is going forth regarding integrity. Living for you as more than conquerors. God, your word is going forth to us, your people. A declaration that you'll build your church so the gates of hell will not prevail. I thank you, Lord for the anointing upon Wally and his wife, Lauren, and this amazing family. And I pray multiplication upon them and a, a receiving of impartation right now. Come on, just receive. You, you tell the Lord, I'm going to walk in integrity. I'm going to be a man of God. I'm going to be a woman of God, whatever the case may be. I'm going to have a family that serves God from generation to generation, leaving a legacy. God, thank you. Oh, Lord. Love you. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Receive right now. If you're not right with God, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time, or you want to make a recommitment to Him, won't you do that online? There's potentially thousands of people. If you're, if you're not right with God, don't you leave this place. 
You know, meant lots of people want what 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 you have, Wally. But you don't you don't get to walk in that kind of anointing, and you don't get to walk in that kind of favor without going through some storms. And I really respect you. You're a great man and a great father, and our church is honored to have you as one of the elders and pillars in this place. Oh, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He's a man that's worthy of double honor. Hallelujah. You don't have to get up, we'll get up. We're honoring you, Lord. Thank you so much. All right, you may be seated. Again, if you're not right with God, before we bring this to a close, don't, don't leave this place in that condition. Give your heart to Jesus. Repent. Give your heart to him for the first time or a recommitment. You say, that's me, Pastor. Online, here, those listening, perhaps in the future by podcast. You say, that's me. Thank you for your honesty. Would you pray this prayer right out loud? Say, dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place. And rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. We pray for you. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come and fill and touch. Break every bondage. Break every chain. Release your power now. Right now. Release your power. Release impartation now. In the name of Jesus, release your power now. If you have the freedom to pray in your heavenly language, why don't you do that now? If you don't, why don't you ask God just to fill you for a moment?
Hallelujah. We're going to bless the Pearsons. We're going to bless Wally. He says we already have what we're going to do it again. We're going to sow a seed and bless Wally and Warren. Ushers, would you help us out? measure of a good offering is that everybody obeys God and does something. That's, that's it. If the Lord says, don't you do anything, well, don't. If you get two numbers, the low number is the devil. You'll give the high one. Come on, we're going to just give honor. We're going to sow seed and bless him. As a token of our, our love and appreciation. He went into, he came out of retirement to build our building. He didn't have to build our building, except for the Lord spoke to you, so then you had to after that. got to hurry up and finish it so you can hit the road and do revival meetings. He said, we'll have the most on fire senior citizens group in the church. Amen. Four different ways to give. Thank you. Website, the app, text to give. That's uh, text so the number 77977, text Casey Wasilla, intuitive links. From there, the envelope, you can utilize that if you so desire. If you're making out a check, making out to Kings, we will send uh, Wally, Lauren Pearson, one check for the entirety of what come in. Whatever you give goes directly to them. You know that, that the reason, you know why I say that? You want to know why I say that? Because did you know that is not the case? Did you know that is not the case in some places? where you would say, oh, I'm going to sow into that man, that woman. I'm going to sow into that ministry. And did you know that in some places, not here, I've heard this, that literally whatever get, they have a set amount in their mind that they're going to give the guest, and no matter what comes in, they're keeping the rest of it. Do you know that's, that's, that, is, that is stealing? That's why I say all that comes in is going to them because that's what's happening. Did you get something? Yeah. Huh, Mayor Edna, did you get something? I did. Praise God. Awesome. These guys live in Palmer. I think they voted for you. <laughs> You're part of your constituency over here. We love you, Mayor Edna. You're doing a great job. All right. Yeah. Amen. You too, Noel. She couldn't do without you. You guys are like the one-two punch. Hallelujah. All right, ushers, would you come? Father, we thank you for Wally and Lauren Pearson and how they have sown their lives even into the state of Alaska. Your kingdom. You apprehended them. Baptist girl. Weren't you a Catholic boy or something? You both got delivered. Hallelujah. He was headed to be a priest, but Lauren messed all that up. He saw one look and that was it. I'm not going to the priesthood. No. I think he might have become a Baptist right then. Then they got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> They ain't never been the same again. Lord, we thank you.
Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for their lives. Thank you they said yes, and they keep saying yes. Thank you for the blessing of God on them, their marriage, all of their children, their grandchildren. Thank you for the heritage, for the legacy. Thank you that half the story is yet to be told, that the best is yet to come. Thank you, Lord, that their daughter looks over the banister of heaven, and she's like, come on, Dad! Come on, Mom! Come on! Lord, thank you for the promise of glory and power. This is a training ground for ruling and reigning. Thank you, Lord, this momentary time that we have, a brief moment that we call life. We would walk in integrity as they have. We receive the impartation right now and we bless them when we sow into their lives. Pray that you would help them, strengthen them, and their children, their grandchildren, their sons and their daughters. No compromise, no assignment of the enemy would pull them off track. The plan of God, the plan of God would come. Release of the glory of God, the power of God. In the name of Jesus, we say amen. Ushers, go right ahead.
your power come tonight, Lord. it's become normal in Western church to have a one-hour service or hour 15-minute service and sing a few songs and have some teaching and then pray and you know go home and I, I'm certainly not mocking that I thank God for the body of Christ but when I read the New Testament and I see how God took someone whose name was Saul and so, so touched him and so transformed him. And, I, and I, I read his epistles, his letters. And how does one man do as much as he did? It was by mighty signs and wonders, as he said in the book of Romans. Mighty signs and wonders. In Acts 2, the spirits poured out in such a way All of you on the left side of the altar area, be patient. You might want to put your hands down if the blood starts running out. Make sure you don't lock your knees because people pass out sometimes. That would not be the Holy Ghost. That would be you passing out for lack of blood flow or blood pressure. Just be patient. <laughs> we will get to you. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit, actually. Love, joy, peace. That's right. <laughs> what are we saying? 
He said, just holler out from the back, Haggerty. Oh yeah, he did it by the mighty signs and wonders. Yeah, I watched, I watched, uh, I, I, I'll just, I'll tell it this way. I'll tell a story from my own life. It was on Kauai, Bill Georgie. In fact, you're a part of the church back then. I got called by one of the Orsatelli family. And they said, Pastor, would you please come and pray for, you know, my third cousin twice removed? Uh, she's got a devil. I said, sure. And they said, but well, we need to tell you. We need to tell you. That's the word. Of, I want to say this. With that right there, Jim. Jim. Hey, Jim. That's the word of the Lord because I can see it from here. I see it. Give it. Keep giving it. Sorry to interrupt you. Just saying. Oh, yeah. They said, Pastor, uh, can you please come and pray for so-and-so, but she has demons. I said, oh, yeah, no problem. And, and they said, no, no, because the last pastor that came, she beat him up, and he went to the hospital. So I said, well, let's wait three days before we go. <laughs> so we waited three days, and we did some fasting, and we are praying. We got everybody's attention now. It's amazing. You start talking about devils being cast out. The phone somehow just get put down, mostly. prayed three days when we knocked on the door lady answered the door with so much boiled peanuts in her mouth that I will never eat another one I, you might love boiled peanuts they've been forever ruined for me she looked like a chipmunk you know what I mean like full of peanuts and then she opens the door and she's screaming curses with peanuts flying out of her mouth. It was sick. And it was so dramatic that it wasn't like, oh, hi, my name's Pastor Daniel. Nice to meet you. I come to, no, it was none of that. Okay, because like the door opens. You know, I mean, it's like, whoa. And literally what came out of my spirit is, I've come to bring the freedom of Christ to you. And she starts backing up. Ah, who told you? And said, I'm serious. It was like out of a movie. Listen, demons are real. You can't teach them. The first demons that Jesus cast out were in a church, in a temple. She's backing up, spitting boiled peanuts all over the place. I'm with... I'm with my brother Robert, and uh, he might even be online. I don't know. He could attest to the story. I preached Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected while she was writhing and, and gnashing of teeth. And I think at that moment, all the boiled peanuts had been expelled into the room. So there's, yeah. I still can't stand boiled peanuts. They are nasty. Anyway. I told her that she's going to be set free, and she says, no, I'm not. She began to curse at me, and I began to pray in the Spirit, and she grabbed, God is my witness, grabs a tiki off of the shelf, one of those, you know, rock lava carved tikis. Some of you know what that is, some of you don't. It's basically a little demon idol. 
and ran at me to smash me in the face with it. I stood there and I thought, I am not moving because I am with God. Jesus is in my heart. I've got the power. I'm just, I just thought, Lord, I'm not, I'm, there was no flinch in me. I ain't going anywhere. The name of the game in spiritual warfare many times is intimidation. So I wasn't going to let some boiled peanut spitting demonized person continue to control this daughter of Abraham anymore. And I was going to drive it out. So help me God. And as she came to smash me in the face with that tiki, right before it hit me, Brother Rosatelli's hand stopped her. <laughs> you thought she'd like crumble under the power of God. That's not what happened. We went to cast the devil out, and honestly, that devil wouldn't go. And we felt like the Lord wanted us to, to leave, and we did. I'm telling you, signs and wonders and miracles are how the gospel spreads. And if it doesn't look cute, I learned a long time ago, it doesn't have to. The proof is in changed lives, transformed communities. If you go all around the world, great power is being manifested and it isn't always cute. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Again, those on the left side of the sanctuary, the fruit of the spirit is patience and they will soon be praying for you. Come on, let's continue to worship God. Minister Micah, would you lead us?
you need to slip out, we want to bless you. Feel free to do that after I just close in prayer. All of you that are online, thank God that you're with us. I do believe that we have begun what I'm going to call the Alaska outpouring. I've never seen so many people saved, so many people healed, so many people delivered. Invite your friends, invite your family. Wednesday, revival continues. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be transformative in every way. I'll be preaching Wednesday night. Can't hardly wait. It's going to be a blowout service as God moves and touches and changes lives. So glad you came tonight. What a powerful word on integrity. Let me bless you. And if you still want prayer, you can come to the front. If you want to slip out, if you want to just hang out and worship and pray, feel free to do as you would like as you go or as you stay. Father, thank you. Now bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us, Lord. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.